Turn with me in your King James Bibles to Psalm 84. Psalm 84. I want to remind us briefly as we go into this psalm why we have psalms as a part of our worship. In Colossians 3, verse 16, I hope many of you read, Let the word of Christ dwell richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. It's part of New Testament worship to use the psalms. The book of Psalms is the worship book of the Bible. We have some of the great worshipers of the Lord God of hosts in the Psalms and wrote the Psalms. And so we read a Psalm, we explain a Psalm, and then we sing a Psalm. And I hope this day in doing that, your hearts will be lifted up and encouraged in what the Lord has for us. As we introduce worship this day, I want to focus in this Psalm on verses 2 and 10. These two verses have what we need from this psalm, and it's sandwiched around with some additional information to tell us why. As we begin the psalm, I want you to realize that the theme is encapsulated in the first phrase. How amiable are thy tabernacles, and then, O Lord of hosts. And so as I read this psalm to you, please focus on the theme being that it opening phrase, and then 2 and 10 being what I want us to get out of this psalm this day. Let me read this psalm to you, Psalm 84. How amiable are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts! My soul longeth, yea, even fainteth, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh crieth out for the living God. Yea, the sparrow hath found an house, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young, even thine altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Blessed are they that dwell in thy house. They will be still praising thee. Selah. Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, in whose heart are the ways of them who passing through the valley of Baca, make it a well. The rain also filleth the pools. They go from strength to strength, every one of them in Zion appeareth before God. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob, Selah. Behold, O God, our shield, and look upon the face of thine anointed. For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, Blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. Psalm 84. The subscript mentions the word giddeth, possibly a musical instrument that was used. Uh, It doesn't really matter. It was a particular psalm to to be used a particular way. And that's what we want to take from that. It was a special psalm for a special reason. 
It doesn't say whether it was David or Asaph. Asaph used the word giddeth and had psalms around this one. But the psalm does say thine anointed. So we are led to believe that it was David. Verse 1, theme for the psalm. How amiable are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts. Why is there not a question mark at the end? Because it's an an uh, explanation to us. It's not a question at all. It should be very much a true thing in our minds and in our hearts. It's an exclamatory remark. Amiable. The word amiable. Pleasant, delightful, and attractive. Are the tabernacles of the Lord God of hosts pleasant, delightful, and attractive to you this day? Verse 2. Two words. Longeth and fainteth. When is the last time that you longed or fainted for something? Was it a job? Was it a spouse? Was it some event in your life that you needed help for that you longed and yet you even fainted for it? Do we long and do we faint for the tabernacles of the Lord God of hosts? The psalmist did here, and I implore you this day that you think about what you long and faint for. My heart and my flesh crieth out for the living God. When have you opened your mouth and cried for the living God? This crieth is a loud request to the Lord. One that may be heard at the beginning of a battle. A cry for the Lord. When have you cried? Verses 3 and 4 give us a further description of the pleasantness and the peace that is in God's house. We see that even the sparrow and the swallow find refuge there. And then it finishes that verse 3, O Lord God, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. We just heard from God my King, thy might confessing. Is he your King? Is he your God? Blessed are they that dwell in thy house. They will still, they will be still praising thee. Praise is in the house of God when they are, when you are there. And it should be. Verses five and seven talk about the, the travail and the trials that can be had along the way to the house of God. It says in verse six, who passing through the valley of Baca make it a well. The rain also filleth the pools. There was trouble to get to the house of God. There was going to be difficulties to be able to worship the Lord God. And, he, and it's acknowledged here. But then we have in verse 8, O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. And then Selah, stop and consider. The psalmist needed help. He wanted to get to the house of God. He was longing. He was crying for it. He knew that it was an amiable place. He wanted to be there. And yet he needed the Lord to help him. And that's what verse 5 through 7 is explaining. I want to point out, and I want to give comfort from one word here in verse 8. He's praying. He needs deliverance. He needs help through a trial and a temptation. And he changes from verse 1, O Lord of hosts, to O God of Jacob. The God of Jacob was a vulnerable God. The God of Jacob allowed himself to wrestle with Jacob. And Jacob prevailed. So I give comfort to any that are having trials and tribulations that want to be in the house of God, that want that relationship of knowing the Lord God of hosts restored, the God of Jacob will come to your defense. 
He will be vulnerable to your prayers. If you go to him, O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Great comfort in the word Jacob. It's not the Lord God of hosts anymore. It's Jacob. Moving along to verses 8 and 9. We have Jacob and then in 9, Behold, O God, our shield, and look upon the face of thine anointed. Call upon him in a personal way. Ask him to come to you so that you might be in his house to worship him. Verse 10, we have a further explanation of what this psalm is all about. The word for is why he's praying this. Why has the psalmist decided to ask the Lord to get him back to the house of his God? For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. Any place in the house of God is better than any place else. And that's where he wanted to be. One day in those courts were better than anything else beside it. A thousand isn't a number that we count to. A thousand is an explanation that it doesn't matter where else or how long he wants to be in the house of God and in those courts. Where do you want to be today? Do you want to be in the tents of wickedness? Or do you want to be in the amiable place? The house of our God. We have a house to go to. And it's here. It's right now. And it's not these walls. It's you. It's us. It's the house of God in the New Testament. Verse 11. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will He withhold from them that walk uprightly. We have a trigger verse. I found it amusing that the Lord would be kind enough to give us a verse like this in a psalm that I hadn't picked for the trigger verse. But we have a trigger verse. We have something that we can activate in our lives. You can activate grace, glory, and good things in your life Amen. if you will walk uprightly. Yes. In the context of wanting to be in the Lord's house, do you want to come into the Lord's house? Is that part of you walking uprightly this day? Amen. We have a crossroads. Which way will you go? You can walk uprightly. Or you can take the Lord's grace, glory, and good things out of your life by not doing so. Verse 12. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. What are you doing today to foster a relationship with the Lord that you might trust in him? Have you done anything this past week to help that relationship? To get to know the Lord better so that you may have confidence to say that you want to trust in him? This psalm could be summed up in Psalm 27 and verse 4. Psalm 27, 4 reads, One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. That's one verse, and here we have Psalm 84, a full psalm, describing that one thing that we should have and that one desire that should be foremost in our minds and in our hearts. I ask you this day again, where do you want to be? Is this place pleasant to you? Is it sweet to you? Have you seen the good things the Lord has done for us in this house that we have? If so, then can you exclaim with the psalmist, how amiable are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts? And in so doing, what will we do today? What kind of actions will we put out 
to show to the Lord that truly his house is a beautiful place that we want to be in. Let us do it.